Welcome to High Level, my name is Axel Arzola and today I have the pleasure of interviewing my friend Jennifer Edge. Jennifer is a world-class tattoo artist. She co-founded Mainline Inc. with Danny Siveter to bring a tattoo establishment to the city of Chattanooga. Jennifer is also leading Literary Inc., a convention to celebrate the intersection of literary fantasy and artistic magic. While embracing the heritage of tattoos past, she also brings modern technology and techniques to take the art of tattooing to the next level. Thank you so much for letting us come to the shop today. As you guys can see, we're at Mainline Inc. There's a ton of artwork here in the background. I'm really excited about this episode because we have been interviewing a lot of my friends in business, but this is the first artist interview we get oh, to do on the exciting. show. Yeah. Okay. Jennifer and I met about a year, year and a half ago. Yeah, about a year and a half ago. I was at the Chattanooga Film Festival and I'm going through the Instagram feed and I'm just doing my thing, you know, commenting and liking pictures and trying to get a feel for what's going on. And then I comment on one of Jennifer's pictures and she replies back and then we start back and forth. Mm -hmm. And then we met at the festival and she was doing some uh, tattoos there. What was it, two months later, you ended up coming back to me and saying, I've got a friend and he's wanting to tattoo. And uh, I normally always respond the same way with, I'll be more than happy to ask a couple, answer a couple questions, have him come into the shop but uh, turned into a little little more of a story there. When I met um, Anil, I knew immediately. I even, I even got in the car and I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, this is, this is the guy. And she goes, this is the guy. I said, yeah, now we just gotta make sure Danny's on point um, with it, because uh, it, was, it was great. And after him being here for two weeks, we knew he was the one. Well, I guess my first question would be, if someone wants to be an apprentice, what are the qualities they should have and how should they look at it? The biggest thing about becoming an apprentice is getting yourself to a point where your portfolio is something that an artist couldn't say no to. You can't just come in with a couple of drawings and saying, hey, I want to I learn how to tattoo. Um, it's more about just working to the point where if you have drawn 80 roses, you have, um, you know, all of them different and just on point. Making that drawing the best drawing it can be, going back to it t five times if you didn't get it right the first few past that point if you're a tattoo artist and you want to make yourself better going to these conferences like Explored. I know they're doing another one um, or the rumor has it they're doing another one in the fall and it was three days of what felt like a college weekend and so many notes and so much information and the two weeks that I've been back every single tattoo I've done I've come back with a hunger for making it better and making it more and taking you know the things that I learned about color from Timmy B and mixing colors and and having that set up. I got my portfolio uh, checked out by Teresa Sharp and there was lots of words of advice of you know more contrast here take some of this away and put it put it deeper here and fully render every design you do. Mm -hmm. I had an opportunity last week to do an Alice in Wonderland piece and it took me about four and a half hours to draw and fully color and I used everything I learned from that conference in it and I think it's one of the best pieces I've ever done. You know furthering your education and taking the time to just better yourself and working at it every day chipping away at the pieces of yourself you don't like just moving forward moving forward i want the short version of how did you get started it took me 12 years there is no short version if you want something find a way to get it work hard till you get it i'd asked along the way several different people i got tattooed by and some of them were receptive some of them aren't i promise you if you go in and you're saying hey i want to be an apprentice they're not going to want to talk to you. A lot of places it's, it's hard to get into this industry and it's because it's, it's an amazing job. 
It is an amazing job. This is everything that I've ever wanted. I wanted to be an artist who worked for a living and I get to do that. I get to color every day. I joke that I, ha I have the same job I had when I was in kindergarten because I color outside the lines with my style. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that opportunity to be like, yes, and it's messy and it's okay that it's messy, you know abstract art, watercolor, uh, polka trash, that stuff has been happening overseas for a hot minute and it's filtering into the United States as does everything. You know, we're, we're getting um, fine artists that are doing this job now. That's what's changing the industry. Everything's changing. The, the conference was, was bringing artists saying, hey, I wanna teach you because it's only gonna make all of us better. Now, when you say that you have to practice and you have to get better at it, I understand that you can do that on paper. Yes. But how does that work on someone's skin. That's the thing that is kind of tricky for me to think about the power that you guys have and the power that we as consumer or client or however you want to call it, the power that we are giving you guys to put something on us mm -hmm. that is it's not a, it's, going it's to wash trust. away. More trust than power and I get that too. It takes a year to apprentice. So number one, you have to find an artist that's going to apprentice you and it takes at least a year. But what we tell folks is every artist is different. And with you having more fine artists now, instead of coming in and saying, I want number 13 off the wall, you're coming in and you're selecting a style. So when people come in here, the first thing we tell them is, you know, flip through all the books. And when you're like, I love everything this artist does, that's who you're gonna to wanna to work with. Cause they're gonna bring your idea out and it's gonna be with their style, which is something you're attracted to. We've even had people who've come in where I've seen a piece and I'm like, the best person is gonna be this from this other shop because you want to get the right tattoo with the right artist. We always tell everybody, anyone in here can do what you're looking for, but it's going to be in their style. If you're coming to me for a portrait, it's not going to be realistic. It's going to be Pablo Picasso or watercolor thrown off this way. You select the artist and that's how you get the right tattoo. How does that artist gets to practice <laughs> if every time they mess up, there's no going back? Like I suck at drawing. <laughs> But at least with film, I can practice mm -hmm. and it's okay. Like I, I get to do it over and over again. There is stuff that the industry has, you know, they, you can get a hand mm -hmm. and you can practice it. It's not ever the same though. Everything that you do is preparing to get you to the point where you're ready to do the skin. Your first tattoo is normally on yourself. I mean, mm -hmm. when we saw his line work, I was looking at it going, it's solid. He's got solid line work. And normally with, with apprenticeships, it takes a second. I ended up doing two on myself before I tattooed somebody else because the first one, my trainer was kind of like, not quite there, but really close. And the next week I did one and we were good. It's, did you have to go back and cover those? No, now? I left them. You left I them left there? them. Um, one of them, my very first tattoo I did on myself was an anchor on my thigh to remind me to keep one foot on the ground and the rest of, my, rest of me in the clouds. I knew that coming into this job that it could give you things that you know, you wouldn't normally get with normal jobs. My job, I can go on the convention circuit and I can travel the world. I can travel the United States. I can go to places I want to go to and tattoo for a weekend and then see them. And that's how I do a lot of this stuff. When we go on conventions, when I go get tattooed, if I pick somebody that I'm like, I'm traveling down to Orlando to get tattooed again, well, it's right there at Harry Potter World Universal. Woo, here we go. So, you know, both of those things come into play. With, with the practicing every day and getting better every day, the thing is, is is also reminding yourself to take a moment because you're supposed to enjoy where you're at. Um, I've never said, this is where I'm gonna go and this is who I'm gonna be. It's more about the journey and getting there because I think that's who is molding me. And so when we take the chance to, uh, to go get tattooed from this person or go to a convention here, taking those two extra days to be like, oh my gosh, I just walked around Savannah for two days and now I know all of downtown. 
You know, it's, it's that balance and it's keeping that balance. And that's how I choose to live, you know, my tattoo experience. For the first time someone gets to tattoo on someone else, I know that there's a lot of meaning through everything that you do. So tell me a little bit about how does that feel? One of the first tattoos I did was, um, I think it was the second or third at the shop, um, was on a friend of mine that we used to work at Blockbuster together. He was one of my, my, my cashiers. I used to manage Blockbuster and that was my favorite job up until tattooing. Getting to, to work on somebody that you know. I did a little Sailor Jerry dagger on his chest that was this big and it took like an hour. In the beginning, you're just you're just a ball of sweat, or at least I was, you know. And, and sometimes it's funny because people are like, hey, how often do you get nervous? I get nervous every time I'm about to tattoo you. Why? I want this to be the best that I can do. And you know, there is a fear there. There is a, okay, here comes this permanent line. Don't mess it up, don't mess it up, don't mess it up. Okay, good, okay, good. That was, you know, in the beginning, that's what you're feeling. You're, you're stressed because this is forever. And the best way to handle that forever, and the same thing we've taught Anil is, you know, you get people that you know. We brought in several of our folks that have, that I've done apprentice tattoos on to come in and experience, you know, him doing a free tattoo and, and, and seeing that beginning stage. It's about knowing that the person in your chair knows that you're new and it's okay. Um, because the only way you get better is by continually doing it. The skin is unlike paper. The skin is unlike anything I've ever had to experience or learn to work with. And it comes, you know, every day you learn something new if you're willing to, to accept that. When I did my first tattoo on my own leg, I laughed for 25 minutes before I touched the needle to skin. My best friend was sitting there taking photos and just laughing at me and I'm looking like, I can't do this. This is, whoo, you know, you're about to hurt yourself on purpose. You're about to, to do that. And, and then finally I was just like, okay, here I go. And the first line was in and I was sitting there going, oh, it wasn't as bad. It feels the same way it feels when I get tattooed by somebody else. But the whole, <gasps> It's just like getting your first tattoo for the first time. You don't know what that feels, but you always come back for bigger and better things. How do you deal with failure and making a mistake from a tattoo point of view and also from like a personal point of view? How do you deal with messing up? Um, that's hard. That's hard period. And I bet it's hard for any tattoo artist. There have been a couple instances over time and this, this is from the beginning to maybe a year and a half ago, where you go in to put a C and it's supposed to be an E, or you go in and you make an E a C, you know, if you've misspelled something because the stencil's out or because the client brought in a name and you spelled it the way that it was here, but then no, it was wrong. You make it right, you make it bigger, you take care of that tattoo, boom. You know, you go back and you, you, ta you talk to the client and if the client's good enough to come back in and say, hey, this kind of wasn't what I was expecting, you, you find a way to work on it to where it is. We've had a lot of folks who, you know, people come in and get cover-ups too, just because it's that changing of, of an idea. Well, this is who I was in my 20s, this is who I'm now here. But for the failure thing, you just come back and you try harder, you swing, you swing further for the fences the next day. Whatever mistake you made, don't make it again fix it. If it was something that was an error on skin, well then you figure out what that was. If it was something where the drawing or the, the design could have been better, you work on it. You design it for four and a half hours. It says, you know, this first drawing may not be right. The seventh drawing may not be right. You get it until it's right. And that's the thing. Once again, just coming back to trying harder because failure is hard for anybody. Our failure is somewhat permanent. And by, by meaning somewhat, you know, We've had people who've come in with other tattoos that this was wrong, how do you fix it? You find somebody that you trust and you let that, that process take hold. So how do you make the transition from just being an artist to owning your own shop 
and having artists work under you and I, I bet it's a whole different dynamic. Danny and I wanted to have an environment that suited our lifestyles better. You know, we wanted to have a place that anybody could walk into and feel comfortable and I think sometimes you end up missing out on that because a lot of folks walk into certain shops and it's not, you know, they, they don't feel comfortable and we wanted to make an environment that was comfortable and I joke about having pretty, pretty princess hours, um, but I do. I work 10 to 6 because I want to go home and be with my family. Once again, that balance and keeping yourself balanced. I don't look at it like we have artists that work for us. We, we, we work with each other. You know, to me, I feel like Mainline is its own entity and we're all separate artists in here, but we work together as a team. We're about to put on our very first tattoo convention next year called Literary Inc. and it's kind of got a wizardry tattoo theme to it. It's setting up to where all of us are working together because we have a, a common interest and we're bringing in artists who have that interest. Like all of us are readers and um, Kitty and I are very avid Harry Potter readers and that's kind of where you know seeing all these other artists that are interested as well you know to see that part of the industry get excited over something like that. If I'm an artist right now but I want to own my own shop mm -hmm. What's the timeline? What are the steps that I need to take so I can achieve that? I think that's different for everybody. Um, I think that that's one of those things where I never thought I would have a shop this early and uh, we were really lucky to have a backer in the beginning who came on and helped us out. You know, sometimes it's that, sometimes it's, it's uh, you know, doing everything on a shoestring. Uh, what a lot of artists are doing, and I think is actually really wonderful, is there's a several different places where they're renting like a one-room place. They're opening up just a studio for them, because I mean, you can be an instant business owner that way. Technically, we're independent contractors anyway, so we are an instant business owner. But if you're talking about the bigger box, that's something that, you know, you just kind of have to do research on and fill it out. We started talking about Literary Inc. last summer. Um, I kind of approached him with the idea and I'm like, I have this idea. <laughs> and uh, he was he was he was down on it and so we decided to do it to you know, to, to, to make it happen. Once again it feels like it was a jump. It was a leaping point of I have faith that it's gonna be there. I have faith that this is gonna work out and we have been very blessed. We've got an artist coming from Australia, we've got artists coming from California, Colorado, Michigan. We have a lot of people interested in this and it's gonna be amazing. That's great. And I do want to talk a little bit more about that conference, but before we go to that, I would like to ask you about working with Danny and having a partner and how does that work? And for people who are looking into maybe starting a, a business or going on a venture or on anything that they want to do, they need to have partners. Like, I mean, we're talking about partnering up with other projects. Right. And I really love the the approach that you have to making relationships with people and working all of that in. Can you tell me a little bit about how do you make that work? I think that, you know, it's about utilizing your network. Um, I saw this amazing documentary called Super Mesh. And the gentleman in it was talking about how he's like, I look at life and, and the people I work with like tokens. He goes, you know, I'll hand out this token and we take care of each other. I love introducing all of my friends to all of my friends because we all have things that we're doing. Like I tattoo this chef and the chef cooks for me and we joke about, you know, he's like, he goes, she's my tattoo artist and I'm her chef. But it's one of those things we're doing literary ink. He's coming on board. He's cooking for the whole weekend. So you've got an extra level of, you know, it's not gonna be nachos and cheese. It's gonna be executive chef Eric Fulkerson throwing down golden snitch sliders. There's a, a different level of when you're working with different folks and like, you know, you introduced me to our apprentice and then it, that reintroduced me to what you do and now we're about to do this other project. You know, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're, tell you yeah, later it's exciting about that what that project is. Um, 
very exciting. It's great to kind of see people who have your same drive, who have the same integrity that you have, work with people that, that you know, you're, you can learn from and they can learn from you. And then, like I say, I love introducing my friends to everybody because we're all business owners. We're all making these different things happen and, you know, just jumping out there, kind of combining our efforts is what makes you rise together. And I guess that would be what would answer your question, you know, getting to where you can all do events together so that every time you're doing something, all of your folks are involved and we're all kind of having that moment where it's like, oh yeah, those people work with this and this and that person and yeah. I love that, but that gives me another question. How do you weed out those people that you don't want to that you thought maybe at the beginning you wanted to get involved with that person. I agree, we need to get to know a bunch of mm -hmm. people. I have a little bit of that problem where I get really excited with everything, mm -hmm. but maybe we need to learn how to be selective with those people and, and what avenue or what venture to go after with who. You know, it's, it's about kind of seeing what works. And um, also, you know, talking about weeding out, I don't know if it's, if it's somebody who you constantly help and they're not coming back to help you or, you know, that's, that's kind of where I think I would look into that. But, you know, most of the folks that we've worked with, we're still working with. You know, it's about just taking care of that relationship and not abusing it. I think that can happen a lot too and that can make people very weary. You know, and I don't look at it like, you know, just, okay, that's somebody that, that okay, they're going to help me out with this. No, it's kind of like, how can I help you get where you're wanting to go? Is there something I can do to help you get there? It's nurturing those relationships to help build the team. Once you, you grow and you're healthy enough to try other things, mm -hmm. how does that work? And what will be your tip for someone trying to go after an event or putting something like that together? We came up with Dune Literary Inc. just because we had gone to a couple of, uh, I mean, we've all done different conventions and some of them have been really amazing and some of them haven't been as great. We're not working it this year, we're just hosting it. You know, we want to be part of, we want to make sure that it's going well because one thing that when, when I go to an event, like as an artist, I want to I want to feel like I'm, you know, I've, I've paid you a lot of money. I want to feel like you want me to be there. We're doing everything opposite of the bad experiences we've had. I had a lot of folks that I was talking to who were like, all I've eaten is nachos and cheese because they have no other option for me. You know, I'm a vegetarian or I'm a vegan and it's just, it's, it's bad food. So, well, what was the first thing we thought of? Let's call Chef in. Let's see what he can do. So now him and, and Chef Dow from the Doubletree Hotel are teaming up. So I've got two executive chefs landing the food for this event. Well, that's something different. Okay, well, what else can we do that's different? We are going to have two after parties. The first one's going to be at uh, Pinstrike. So it's a bowling alley, arcade, laser tag. Who would do that? Well, we're going to try it out. You know, why not? I think it'll be fun. It's going to be artists being able to be like they're 20 again. And what we're going to do is uh, just kind of see how it lands. And then what worked, we're going to shine it up. And what didn't work, we're going to cut it from the team. It's just about kind of feeling a lot of that out. That's great. Now, before we started the interview, we were talking a little bit about the tattoo industry because of social media, because of stories and things like this. Mm -hmm. People are getting to know the artists it, more intimate a, level yes and also i'm seeing a lot of really high-end artists mm -hmm. coming to the tattoo industry which has a lot of artistry in it but it also has a history of other meanings and mm -hmm. a, a lot of background that still for some people tattoos are not mainstream art and i think in our culture tattoo is very much yes. a mainstream art 
talk a little bit about that. I think a lot of the shows that started out like Miami Ink and um, uh, Ink Master has, has allowed a lot of folks to see that it's okay to be tattooed. Um, with that being said, I feel as though a lot of fine artists are now getting involved because, you know, it's, it's artists were starting to see that you could make money tattooing. And you've got people who went to college for years who now are getting out there and they're tattooing and they're showing things that nobody ever thought could be done. Um, when Nico Hurtado hit the scene with his portraits, it was just almost like it was, it was almost like it went from tribal to this, what happened? And so that's where we tell everybody, look at the books, look for who you're wanting to kind of present, you know, represent you because if you, if you like somebody's work entirely, they're going to get your idea out there. And that's, that's where the magic can happen. If you let an artist go wild, if you trust in their style and you don't micromanage what's going on, you're going to end up with a true piece of them. Where do you see Jennifer in five, ten years? Hopefully still tattooing and doing things like conventions, taking this literary ink thing on the road, um, opening up a couple more main lines, uh, meeting more artists, getting influenced, growing, having the opportunity to see somebody tattoo and me, me go, oh my gosh, how are they doing that? I want to, I want to know more. Uh, traveling the world, that's, that's always been a big, you know, I want to see this, this world before I go out of it. Um, having amazing experiences with my wife, with the team here. Finding that equal balance of work is fun because if, if you're not having fun, it makes work a lot more difficult. Or if work doesn't feel like work, then, you know, that is the life. That's cool. So before we finish, if you could give that kid that is trying to be an artist, what would be your advice for that person to live at the highest level possible? Never stop and just constantly get better. If you can draw extra that night, draw extra that night. It took me asking 12 years before I got a chance to apprentice. It wasn't like constantly going after it, because I think if I constantly had gone after it, it would have happened sooner, but I believe in a big kismet world and how things are just supposed to happen. And the first person that I asked to tattoo me was training somebody at the time, and she was like, you know, maybe afterwards, but then she ended up moving. And the person that she was training was who trained my first mentor. So in some way, it kind of, it came down. And I think that that's where, you know, sometimes you may look and see a road that you think you want to go down and you're just forcing your way down it when you should have gone down this road in the first place. But life tends to get you where you're supposed to be. I'm very blessed. You know, this shop is very blessed. We're really lucky. We've got a lot of amazing clients and then phenomenal artists that are in here with, you know, just an amazing core. It's about kind of, you know, experiencing or getting that, that feeling and getting the right tattoo. Well, that's it. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I really appreciate your art and your friendship and getting to spend time to, with you and talk to you like at one in the morning. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, that one time. <laughs> good idea. So thank you so much for having us here. It's awesome. This was High Level. My name is Axel Arzola, and I hope to see you in another episode.